0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.
2: Hey, hey, welcome back. It's Fry Friday, baby. Mm-hmm. Those are the comments they leave on our Facebook Live video on Fridays. Yeah, that is true. that's true. Uh, I say it's Friday, and they're like, no, man, it's Fri-yay. Get it
1: right, Jeff. Have a love
2: of Y A Y. Come on. Yeah. Mm. I want to thank everybody who came out to Baru last night for the listener appreciation party. It was great to see everyone. That was fun. That was a lot, a of, lot of, fun. of fun. Everybody was like, I mean, is this hard for you since you got to work early in the morning? I mean, I know it's Thursday, so uh-huh. it's you guys call it the mental start of the weekend. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And what do you call the Friday show? Phone in Friday. There you right! go. That's it.
1: That's the one. Yeah. But when we do happy hour, happy hour is from 4 to 6. Yeah. So you know, it's not like we're having. It's not like the bosom ball days where we're out till midnight. That's true too. Yeah. But but we I hung out a little bit. I, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Just to, no. I, Jeff,
3: I left quick. before
1: Jeff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Things have turned over the years. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> well. You know.
3: I had a good time. Yeah.
1: Fewer you have you you have fewer responsibilities. The older yeah. you get, right. the more freedom you have with your time. And people grow. Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> grow and change yeah, people evolve. all the time.
2: Right. Uh, we have a <laughs> lot to get you caught up on this morning. It was so much fun, though. We have so much to talk about from last night and just uh, the really <laughs> cool people that I wouldn't even say we met because, you know, we talk to them all the time or they're That's on the show. That's what's fun they, is
1: the ones that, you know, we've never met in person before but have talked to.
2: On the phone yeah. a million times yeah. or by email or message. Uh, so it was great to see everybody last night coming up this Elon Musk Mark Zuckerberg thing may actually happen. We need to circle the desks, give them each a kitchen <laughs> utensil. Oh my God. watch it happen. It'd be great yeah fight it out. Also the Simpsons the Simpsons predicted the Titanic submersible. Disaster.
1: I think they've predicted a lot of things. Yes. I'm trying to remember what else, but I can remember us having other stories.
2: That's what makes this so freaking creepy.
1: Yeah.
0: Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at
1: 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
0: Surgery has Pretty sure that's J Lo
3: and P. S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: I don't know if you know, but today is National
2: Peak Day.
3: Today
0: is National Pink Day. Think? my favorite color well pink's my favorite color too that's my favorite color
2: we get it your favorite color is pink today is national pink day it's a day set aside to celebrate the color pink i'd like
1: to wish everyone out there a very happy national pink day today Showtime!
2: don't say pink around here it's all about the rubine red
1: that's right <laughs> yeah.
2: anyway happy national pink day I had another custom intro for this. You know, if we were yeah. uh, if we were like a rock station, and be like...
3: I don't know if you know, but today is National Pink Day. Today is
1: National Pink Day. Pink.
2: A little Pink Floyd dead underneath yeah. it. Yeah. it's my favorite kind of two. Rock 101.9. Rock. Rock. So yeah, it's uh, Friday, and we're just kind of easing into the day.
1: It's official- I know
2: it.
3: It's I officially think- being mailed in, yep. and it's six twenty. I know because oh, yeah. I think
1: Jeff has said it's Friday seventy-two times <laughs> yep. since six in the last thirty minutes. It's Friday. Friday, Friday, the last day of the week. I'm here for it. Yep. Yep.
2: Anyway, got a bunch of B news stuff <laughs> to get you caught up on. We'll get started with Elon Musk and Mark
1: Zuckerberg. Yeah, this is not a joke, people. This is ridiculous, and it might actually happen. This fight between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, and I would say a physical fight, people, not a war of words. UFC boss Dana White says he's talked to both of them, and they're, quote, absolutely dead serious about it. And not surprisingly, he's more than willing to make it happen. He says it'll easily be the biggest fight of all time with a pay-per-view cost of $100. Both guys seem willing to donate whatever they make to charity. We all know Zuckerberg is a pretty, a pretty serious student of jiu-jitsu. But Dana says that Elon told him he's done some martial arts too, so don't underestimate. And he says that he also got into plenty of fights growing up in South Africa. That so, doesn't surprise me. So they may be more evenly matched. What's the age difference? About 10 years between those two? Elon Musk is, what, in his early 50s and Zuckerberg in his early 40s? I would guess. Isn't that about where they're at? Sounds about right. So, yeah, that, that would be interesting.
2: Hmm. Well, <laughs> the Simpsons have predicted yet another world event, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, so to speak, that it, it just is kind of creepy. In, in a sort of uh, dark way.
1: Like, how is this happening? Because it's happened multiple times. My only before.
2: guess is if you're on the air long enough and you're struggling to come up with material or storylines and you just go for the absurd and you hang in there long enough, eventually something <laughs> like it will happen yes. in real life. But we'll tell you what that is coming up next.
0: I had some stomach problems, okay? I went to the doctor, it was a good doctor, and he gave me some pills and it didn't work. And I went to, like, two more doctors, nothing worked. And I started getting depressed. And my friend was like, you should go see a holistic doctor. I'm like, oh, you talking about, like, I'm not going to see a witch, okay? And then my stomach hurt for six more weeks and I was like, I'm going to see the witch. And... And I went, and like, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to a witch before. Right off the bat, it was different. She goes, call me by my first name. Call me Dr. Olivia. I was like, that does not sound official to me. Like, if I was in court and I heard, for the prosecution, district attorney, Randy, I'd be like, no, no this guy this guy is not a real prosecutor. You know? But here's the thing. I'll call Dr. Olivia, whatever she wants me to call her, because she is a miracle Worker, okay. She healed me. You want to go nicknames? What a gut fixer! Like I, I love, I love Dr. Olivia. She changed my life. I got insurance. Let's give it a whirl. So I, I send it to Signer, and they're like, "Ooh, she's a witch." I'm like, "She's a good witch, okay?" She's like Stevie Nicks.
2: That's Greg Warren with Jeff and Jen. At this point, it's easier to point out what The Simpsons hasn't predicted as a TV show. Yeah. Uh, predicted Donald Trump being elected president. I
1: remember that. As an example. And it was like years before. It was back in the time where I think he claimed, it wasn't there a point in time where Trump claimed he would never get into politics? Yes. And I think that was during the time that they predicted it. So, right. Yeah.
2: Well, it has happened again. Fans think The Simpsons covered the whole Titanic submersible thing way back in 2006. Uh, it is wow. from seven. I have audio of it. Okay. In the season 17 episode, Homer's paternity coot.
1: His paternity coot.
2: Homer and his long lost dad go treasure hunting in mini submarines. And find the wreckage of a sunken ship.
1: And isn't the story with the father and son pair that the son didn't want to go. He was terrified, but did it because his dad wanted to for Father's Day.
2: Oh, I missed that part of the story. Wow. Yeah. That was the Simpsons or that was.
1: That was the real deal. The
2: real deal. Yeah. Yeah. In the Simpsons, Homer's submersible gets stuck in a reef and his air quickly runs out. Homer survives his ordeal, obviously, but this is a clip from that episode. Today I'm filled with
0: joy, searching for treasure with
2: my long-lost son. Look! The treasure of Pisa Mahado! Again, he survives your ordeal on the show, but sadly the five people on board the Ocean Gate Titan were not so lucky as we heard late yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a sad story. We oh have my tons, God. tons of details on that too. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yep. Okay, so you may have seen that there is another Elvis movie coming out. It's an indie production company, A twenty-four, made a movie based on Priscilla's 1985 memoir, Elvis and Me. And it's about her early romance with Elvis. It's coming out in October, written and directed by Sofia Coppola and stars Jacob L. L. Ordi from Euphoria as Elvis, Kaylee Spaney from HBO's Mayor of Easttown as Priscilla, and Elvis's estate is not happy about this at all. No? No, they're saying it's another Priscilla money grab, and it was produced without their knowledge or consent. So one of the estate officials saw the movie and said Sophia's writing and directing was horrible and that it feels like a college movie. They said the set designs are just horrific. It's not what Grayson looks like. Priscilla had quite the opposite reaction, of course. She said she's excited to see her book's interpretation and she is an admirer of Sophia's work. Mm. I don't know.
2: I'm an admirer of Sophia's work.
1: Yeah, Are you a fan? I, I
2: love everything she's ever done. I, I There's, a, there's a, just a certain vibe like an atmosphere a texture oh yeah lost movies. in
1: translation that's one of your favorites of all time yeah. is that your number one movie favorite My favorite movie of all time
2: yeah that was the first one she did a- as a director yeah but she also did marie antoinette she did the virgin suicides among others yeah beguiled mm-hmm. a little more recently uh somewhere which is really good and a24 is like one of those production companies that puts out Slightly more, little off the beaten path, mm-hmm. indie type movies. Yeah, so yeah, would be right up their alley. So
1: yeah, so that should be interesting. I don't understand why Priscilla and the Elvis Presley estate. So who is the estate now? Is the estate Lisa Marie's kids? Is that who I the imagine esti- it would
2: be her uh,
1: daughter. Does yeah, she, her she, heirs, her, I guess. Yeah. Right? So what's going on there? Why are they not getting along? I lost Why track are they, of that story. I, I know. Why are they so upset? But uh-huh. it's hard to imagine anybody, after watching Austin Butler play Elvis, it's hard to imagine anybody else doing it because he was just so good. He was pretty good at it. Yeah. Did a good job in that. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a while before they pick a new Wheel of Fortune host.
1: They're going to milk it.
2: Right, just like they did with Jeopardy. Just like they're still kind of doing with Jeopardy. Jeopardy.
1: But we've got, what, another year before?
2: Yeah, before um, Pat,
1: say Jack leaves. Pat
2: leaves. Anyway, sources say Mario Lopez is being considered. And Fritsch brought him up. Yeah. As a potential.
1: He'd be good.
2: Like, just based on, you know, if it were up to her. Mm hmm. uh, He was on her shortlist, and evidently, she's not the only one. The very simple reason that Mario is being considered is the Latino audience. Studies show that Latinos are one of the largest growing television audiences in America, and an executive for Nielsen, which is the television ratings company, Said, I think that's a really important marker for how Latinos are influencing America's most watchable entertainment. It it is important to have Latinos on camera. He's a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. He's polished. He's experienced. Uh Been Uh doing this a long time. Uh We've had him on our show a number of times. Personable. Off script. Always a gentleman. Approachable. Very much so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He'd be a good choice. He would have fun. Well, if not him, Tom Bergeron. Whatever happened to Tom Bergeron? Oh, I'm
2: with you. Tom would be great.
1: Tom would be awesome.
3: See, I still think I want to see. I want to be introduced to someone new and exciting. Yeah. I'm tired of the same old people. Show me someone new. Give but me, you know, give they gotta have a comer. name. You know, they're but gonna Pat put a name in Pat wasn't a there. name when he got it. Well,
1: but they, he started the show. The, I mean, you know, the show wasn't a. Was it already a huge hit when Pat jumped in? I don't think so. It was a
2: daytime it was still growing. show. I mean, I think it was just in a in a cluster of a 1,000 daytime game shows. But yeah. I mean,
3: Ken Jennings, I like him better than uh, Blossom. Do you? I don't really care for her hosting that show, yeah. and I like her. I just yeah. don't think she fits on the show.
1: Yeah. So Except Ken's your guy? I like
2: her just because she's super smart. Like, well, yeah, she's one of those hosts true. that totally, you know, like Ken Jennings, yeah. knows she understands what, what she speaks. Yeah. You know? but, mm-hmm. uh, but I do
3: like Mario Lopez, so. We'll see how it goes. I got to
2: find. There is a podcast, though, speaking of Tom Bergeron, where he goes there. Like, he talks about all of it very candidly. Mm -hmm. Not that long ago. See if I can find it. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Louis Tomlinson had a show on Wednesday night at the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. I really want to go to that amphitheater and see Mm -hmm. his show. Everybody that I know that's been there and all of the pictures that I've seen of that place, that just looks amazing. Yeah. So, the show was postponed due to a radical hailstorm that injured almost 100 people. Seven transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and around 80 or 90 others treated on the spot. We're talking cuts, broken bones, from all of this golf ball-sized hail. Wow. And Louie's like, sending all my love out to everyone that was affected by the extreme weather last night. I hope everyone made it home safely and anyone injured is on the mend. It was devastating to see so many of you affected. Hmm. Said, I want to thank the speed and care of my touring personnel and the first responders who worked tirelessly last night. We're working to find a rescheduled date, so please hang on to your tickets until we have more info. All
0: so, right. Yeah.
1: Could you imagine? Could you imagine being at Riverbend and all of a sudden, golf ball size hail started pounding the living daylights oh, out again? Oh, gosh.
2: I know. I mean, we had that happen in Kenwood one night, and my car this is before i moved in with Kristen, so i was not parked in her garage oh
1: it was in the driveway
2: and uh my audi, oh my audi got pummeled yeah
1: yeah that was a yeah, sad lot day. of damage yeah how do yeah. they fix that do they go in and pound, pound, them pound out? it
2: out yeah great body shop the insurance you know typically i'm always like where you're suspicious of the insurance company they're
1: they're recommending you to go yeah th-
2: that the insurance company is recommending me to go to but they were great they were right off of mitchell Back oh, yeah. there behind uh, yeah. back behind the uh, Hyundai place. Did a really mm. good job. Yeah, meanwhile, Paul McCartney walked back some of his recent comments that the upcoming new Beatles record was being made using artificial intelligence. Uh, it, his point is nothing on that song or nothing on that album has been artificially or synthetically created. The artificial intelligence is being used to clean up... The existing audio that is just low quality.
1: That's cool. He yeah. wants to make sure we know. Right, it's
2: all real, and we all play on it. We used it. We used AI to clean up existing recordings, which is a process that has gone on for years. Um, but he says more will be announced in due course, mm-hmm. which I suspect uh, means a release date hmm. at some point.
1: Hmm. Very cool. I think that's all I have for now
2: then we'll leave it there for oh one quick thing if you're curious because you brought up game shows a former game show contestant on are you smarter than a fifth grader (laughs) back in 2009
0: yeah
2: is now explaining to fans on social media why she was wearing the exact same outfit 70 times on the show okay I was not a regular viewer of are you smarter than a fifth grader? So I assume that means she must have been a strong contender, like she hung guess. in there all that time. But yeah. yeah, here it is. I wore the exact same outfit for 70 episodes. But the reason that we all wore the same outfits every single solitary episode was because we were children, and children, because of SAG-AFTRA and labor laws, are limited in the number of hours that they can work. So it was a lot easier for the editors of the show to cut between various reaction shots from various episodes, to use banked reaction shots, to use bank shots of us running mm-hmm. in and running off set, as opposed to having to refilm those things multiple times for every single episode to make sure they were getting the shots that they needed. Uh-huh, so we always wore the exact same outfits.
1: Totally makes sense, man. Now you know. Yep. Carl, how are you today? Pretty good. Yourself? Uh, not
2: too bad.
0: Not Welcome to
2: Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. We got three headlines for you. Guess the right one and you're going to Smoothie King.
1: You know, they've got dessert smoothies and I think Banana Boat, I think is the name of it. Yeah. But I highly recommend. Mm. All right, so here we go. Which one of these is the real one? Is it A? Woman robs crystal shop then goes back to ask psychic if she'll go to jail for it. Is it B? Guy uses ketchup dispenser as weapon to rob street hot dog vendor. Or C, a man robbed a woman at gunpoint then asked her out on Facebook. Uh, C. It is C. You are absolutely correct.
2: Yeah. There are many ways to make a love connection. Armed robbery is probably not one of them. But a man in Indiana named Damien Boyce robbed a woman outside of her home last month. He pointed a gun at her. And she handed over about a hundred bucks in cash. And then with the gun still pointed at her, he asked her if she had a boyfriend and if she would add him on Facebook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course you say, sure, just to get the guy's name so then you can, you know, they can track him down and arrest him. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. Heat of the moment.
2: He even showed her his profile and forced her to add him wow. as a friend right there. Yeah, the unfortunate
1: moment. part of that is then he now has her information mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But well, and he was like, And I
2: promise I'll pay you back. <laughs> I just need this for a minute. Yeah. They even exchanged Facebook messages later. Wow. With Damien still trying to score a date. And promising to pay her back. Uh, And at one point he even said, you know, I know it's kind of an effed up way to meet, but you was too pretty to rob. Direct quote.
1: Well, thanks, honey.
2: Uh, The woman said that she has a man, but wishes, wishes him well. Damien was... Dangerous, though. No joke. Like last week, he was arrested and charged in a separate robbery where he allegedly shot two people. Oh, that's scary. And hit someone else in the head with a brick. That's really scary. Yeah. So it's it's unclear if he was romantically interested in any of them. Mm. But court records show that Damien was charged with armed robbery in the Facebook case on Wednesday. So hopefully between that and the uh, other crimes, he'll be put away for a long time. And Mm. she can block him on Facebook and and there you go. Never encounter him again. Scary stuff. Well, if you've been following the drama surrounding Titan, the missing Titanic tourist submersible, then you've probably already heard there will not be a miraculous rescue. Uh, it ended in tragedy yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Coast Guard confirming that a debris field was discovered on the sea floor about sixteen hundred feet from the Titanic's bow. Sounds like it happened right away, too. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, quick. not long after they. Submerged, uh, likely caused by a pressure failure. It is unclear when it happened, but officials believe it occurred way back on Sunday when contact with the Titan was originally lost.
1: So that's a relief. I mean, to imagine what they would have been going through right. for three days, um, that it was yeah. quick and they probably never saw it coming. and Believed it was yeah. very quick no idea Mm
2: -hmm. yeah the coast guard would have heard an implosion on sonar so it must have happened before they were on the scene uh the navy said they detected an anomaly noise of some kind Mm -hmm. at that time so uh they feared that might be it but didn't want to say anything at the time sure for fear of being wrong sure um but that also means that the banging sounds that were picked up were not connected to the Titan. What were they? I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about that. Well, it could have been naturally occurring. They, they weren't sure.
1: Um, who knows what goes on in the depths of the oceans? you know? It's
2: scary. Yeah, and among the five passengers on board, Stockton Rush, the CEO of Ocean Gate, the company that created Titan, um, this was a guy who said he liked to break the rules. This is a clip that's been uh, gaining a lot of momentum of Stockton Rush being interviewed about his engineering strategy.
0: I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. I think it was General MacArthur said, you're remembered for the rules you break.
3: And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me, the carbon fiber and titanium. There's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the pilot, Paul-Henri Narjale who's a Titanic expert and a former French Navy commander. And then you got the three tourists who paid at least $250,000 to go. British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding, uh, Pakistani businessman Shazada Dawood, and his 19-year-old son, Suleiman, who uh, you had added earlier that I guess uh, the son was just terrified of getting on this thing, but he wanted to...
1: Bond with his dad Bond on enough. Father's Day. His dad really wanted to go. So he's like, okay, dad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So in light of the tragedy, there there's been plenty of criticism directed at Ocean Gate for these submersible submersible
1: missions. I think we're gonna hear more and more people too coming out and saying, I tried to tell him. I've been saying, you know, there there are people, there are reporters out there who had signed on to go do it and right. then change their minds. Yeah. People who've done it in the past say everyone knows
2: the risks and that they make you sign a release that lists all the ways you could die Mm -hmm. in this thing. Uh, The director of Titanic, James Cameron, we were talking about him yesterday. He did an interview where he talked about how he's, he's been down to the Titanic many times and We were asking, we were speculating, we were trying to figure out we were trying to remember if it was on the ocean gate tightener if it was on something else. Evidently Mm -hmm. he had designed his own subs to do ocean dives.
0: Okay.
2: He said the safety record for the industry is the gold standard, but this company, according to James Cameron, skirted the guidelines Mm. despite warnings. Why would you do that? Just why? Yeah, he was on ABC News last night talking about it. I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly
0: warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. And for a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site, I think it's just astonishing. It's really
2: quite surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said that he pretty much knew, like he couldn't say it at the time, but he said he pretty much knew the minute he heard that they had been missing what had happened, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to go public with anything because.
1: Didn't have evidence. You know, he didn't yeah.
2: have evidence. The Navy and the Coast Guard were searching for him and everybody had hope. And, you know, he didn't want to be that guy. But like deep, deep down inside, he said he knew. Yeah, so it's unclear what happens next. The Coast Guard says they're going to continue to gather information and remotely operated vehicles will remain on the scene. Uh, one of the ROVs found the debris on the ocean floor, so I guess they got to retrieve that. Meanwhile, the Navy is uh, breaking down and packing up and moving out of there to Part of me feels reset. that... I mean, we've
3: explored, we've discovered, we've seen the Titanic wreckage, we got footage of it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man, just, that James Cameron documentary that he came out with years ago with uh, Bill Paxton mm-hmm. was amazing. I saw it at the OmniMax Theater oh, at the yeah. Museum Center. And I mean, that's just a view you can't get from any places. I just feel well, like we should let it lay now.
1: Like, I just we've feel seen like it. we
2: got footage, let's let it
3: be.
1: How many people died? Wasn't it 1,600? People died on the on the Titanic. A lot of people. It that's just an underwater tomb that is just so deep that it feels like it's a place of rest uh, from a horrible death, and I just don't think I would want to be floating around in that water. It just it part it, part, it partly feels disrespectful. It partly feels just too Mm otherworldly
2: and wrong like uh you know we've gotten all the information we're going to get out of it let's just
1: do you see human remains are there bones there's no Uh, bones of any kind when they're aware of that they because you wonder what you know what
2: mm. yeah what remains
1: down there? Yeah, I
2: mean they they there had they have found in their travels. I mean they have found like silverware and plates and things that were remarkably intact mm-hmm. and well preserved, and you know other things not so much. But anyway, that is that. Uh, just a tragic end. So yeah, you know, sorry to hear that. I'm thinking of the families and uh, their loved ones. Yeah. It is seven twenty three right now. On a much happier note, we had such a great time last night at the Listener Appreciation Party at Baru, mm-hmm. It was so great to see everyone. And I think, you know, one of a thousand reasons why it was special to us is because we got to connect with not just supporters of our show, but mm-hmm. people who we interact with on a pretty regular basis who are active participants on our show and and follow us. And we exchange messages on, on uh, Facebook and
1: Instagram and through email. Yeah. Got to see a lot of people last night. It was fun. And for the record, the 1K letter of the day game is even harder when it's live.
2: I knew it would be. In person. I didn't want to say it.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm glad
2: we tried it.
1: I mean, I think we could have done the 10K letter of the day. Probably. And been, been just fine. Yeah. Nobody's going to come close. I, I <laughs> tried to wander around
3: and say hi to everyone. And if, if we missed you, yeah. apologies. I know we missed people. But
2: it was great to
1: see everybody. Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, so Doris and her husband they were they were sitting at the end of the bar. They're one of the first people we were. The first couple. Oh yeah. We she, were chatting I with. was.
3: T- she lives in Clifton. She's in my neighborhood.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she got picked to play the one K letter of the day, but she left. They left before uh, they got called, out. so they missed out. So I got to call her out for that just because it was funny. But yeah, we're yelling out her name, and I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. she's gone. But uh, it was it was great to meet Jana in person. Jana and her daughter were there. Yeah, uh, Jana's a fellow New Englander. She's from Linfield, Massachusetts, and we were boring Jen to tears with Massachusetts references <laughs> for about five or ten minutes. But it was great to see her. Cindy and her husband Ted, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I was the only one left on the show who had never met Cindy before, so it was great to kind of hang out with them. But they're super cool.
1: Well, Cindy's beyond super cool. I'll tell a quick story. Jacob was at the happy hour last night and at one point he's sitting there and he he says he looks at me and he goes forgot word search uh-oh i know i think he was wanting to bring his word search book and sit down and do his word search so i made a joke about it on the microphone and not five minutes later here comes cindy she had gone probably to the walgreens across the street yeah and bought him a word search that's and awesome it. is that not the coolest sweetest thing yeah like
2: I, ever i didn't know about that till you told me yeah. about it this morning yeah yeah so that's really cool
1: love you cindy you're a sweetheart
2: yeah and i got to talk to her husband ted a little bit and uh it was really nice hanging out with them stayed stayed after a little bit just to chat with them and uh it was great to see bailey in person and her husband you know bailey <laughs> plays 1k letter of the day all the time uh-huh. and she played last night live so it's great to meet her and her husband david in person
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh just super cool people uh my kenwood neighbor marilyn who, I, I bump into her every once in a blue moon at, at Kroger. Yeah. Uh, but she was there last night with her friend. Uh, it was great to meet Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gusty and her mom were there. Kelly Wittry, uh, Terry Compton and her husband. Uh, great to see Melissa. Oh, my travel buddy for y'all and her husband were there. Mm-hmm. Just to name a few. But yeah. I was a little, I was privately a little concerned about the turnout, the RSVP rate just because we were having it at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon because I didn't know how many people would actually be yeah. able to get off work.
1: Did you see the checklist? Did we look and see what, what, the, what the turnout was? That's what a, percentage of the people? I, think I we feel invited, like it was God a lot. Question. I
3: think we invited 50 and I think 40-ish. Came. Which is good because yeah.
1: usually what they say, expect half.
3: There were some that couldn't make it kind of thing. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, Jeff, you were concerned about the boss's new love for sake.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: that was the greatest. <laughs> yeah, the boss was there last night. She said something really.
1: She was very sweet. Yeah, and kind. It was very sweet. She mm. got on the
2: got on the mic. And she, was, she
3: was she was working doesn't the do room very
1: often, but I feel like she's more willing to do it now than she has been in the past. And maybe that was just the sake.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, back in the day, she wanted. If she no was at part. an event, and we said. And let's give a shout-out to our boss, Patty Marshall. And she would just give you the death glare.
0: Like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not, i
2: Right. Yeah, now she's grabbing the mic. She's getting up there.
1: She ripped it right out of your hand, didn't she? She sure
3: did. <laughs> so, well, she used to be on the air years ago. I told Jen, I said,
2: look at her, like,
3: walk in the room with that confidence. <laughs> she needs to be back on the radio. <laughs>
2: yeah. That was great. Uh, Chef Bob and Sushi Sam were incredibly accommodating last night. The entire staff at Baru were just awesome. Uh, Thanks to everybody for coming out. It was great to see you all. Yeah, as uh, we were wrapping up and kind of finishing,
3: uh, there was a a couple left saying, and her friend were there, and they had a flight of soy sauce. I had never seen such a thing. One was a truffle soy sauce. Yes. One was more of like a regular traditional soy sauce, and then there was like a spicy soy. I was like... Uh, I kind of want to see if you'll let me dip in there.
2: <laughs> but that was the Karachi Dawn, I, I want, think is how you pronounce it. I want it. to That's, come back. I talked about it in the last Baru commercial that mm-hmm. I did. I want to go try that. Yeah, it's really good. All right. So coming up, it's 7.40 this morning, Chapter 5. Yeah, we're getting there. And our Taylor Swift mystery. Mm-hmm. Chance to win four tickets to the show July 1st at Paycor Stadium. Radio Theater returns. We'll be here more from JJ Paw today.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I think JJ Paw's done. Who is in the next episode? But I can sit in the background and just meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow.
2: Please. Jen announced yesterday that she identifies as a cat. I do. Which, which, <laughs> you know, having 8 of them, it was a matter of time. She's <laughs> about to get 9. <laughs> Have you tried the wrong shoes? theory that jen was talking about on the facebook live video this morning
1: it's a thing
2: and furby is back welcome to friday the 23rd of june 2023 we're jeff and jen and here it is your news that didn't make the news on cincinnati's q102 all right before we get to those stories if you're feeling old you're not alone we all are at least collectively. A new census report found the median age in the USA hit a new all-time high last year. Oh, really? 38.9 years old.
1: That's the median, okay.
2: That is the median, and I just, I, I mentioned that because back in the year 2000, the median U.S. age was only 35, and in 1980, it was just 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, median isn't quite the average average. Uh, when you take every person's age, it's the one in the middle. And it is partly because we are living longer, but mainly because no one's having kids. <laughs> Birth rates yeah. have been falling dramatically since the Great Recession of 2007. And, of course, the pandemic did not help. Well, I got to tell you, I I had a different theory, man. I thought, like, the pandemic would encourage
1: I think people were afraid to bring, well, I think it encouraged the thing that causes babies, but I think that it, you people were scared, like, I I don't want to, now's not a time to, what if, what if I need to, you know, a lot of medical care, I don't really want to be going to the hospital right now, I don't want to. Sure. Yeah, not a good time, to, Not a good time to be pregnant, to give the, birth. To on the flip side of that.
2: that,
3: I always hear, and I wish I had work parts to make babies, but I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like when we hear things like, "Oh, it's this the this world's so horrible. I don't want to bring any babies." Yeah. And that's the whole reason to bring good babies into the we world. We need good babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Need some more if you're a people. horrible
1: person, you don't have them. Only good people have babies <laughs> right now.
3: You know what I mean, though? <laughs> I do know what you, you mean. You know, I don't mean that yeah, in a bad way or I know anything. I know
1: I'm messing. It's true. I was just selfish. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been interesting to watch, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: But uh, the oldest state in America is Maine. State of Maine with a median age of 44.8 years old. Uh, In other news that didn't make the news this morning, remember when black shoes with brown pants used to be a big, huge fashion no no? Absolutely. I don't. Now you
1: can (laughs) wear brown and black together all the time.
3: Tim was not aware. I didn't get the
2: pamphlet with what
3: to do (laughs) and not to do. Tim, you get
1: very stressed out when you have to dress for something. I hate clothing. I hate clothing. Yeah. I mean, you get home and you take it
3: off. Sweatpants and a hoodie everywhere or a tank top and shorts everywhere, I would.
1: Have you always been that way or did something happen?
3: I don't know what happened, but something happened.
1: Somebody make fun of an outfit you were wearing when you were a little guy.
3: She would tell you when I was four, I didn't want to wear a shirt with a collar and I had a horrible fit about
2: it.
1: Really? So whatever happened, happened very young. Don't
2: know what happened. Well, after Tim got done working on the highway yesterday, he came to Baru in his bright
0: yellow <laughs> reflector shirt <on. laughs>
2: I walked out of the house, and the guys at the construction
3: site next to me, they're like, you look good today. Nice shoes. I was like, this is me trying to look together.
0: That's
2: great. I was like, it's not the normal me. <laughs> well, the newest style trend from TikTok is to wear shoes that don't match your outfit at all and i'll give you some examples here like a sundress with army boots
1: there you go i've seen
2: people do that sure or you're wearing a casual outfit but you put heels on i mean
1: this is something fun to do with shoes for sure
3: what about jeans you've worn for four days in a row and an oversized free t-shirt from a charity walk okay flip flops and socks that's perfect
1: you got hey! Look at you. I am. I just love that you got on the Birkenstock train. Look at you, Mr. You know, Fashion. You wait. One of these days, I'll get you in a pair of Crocs. I'm telling you. We'll see. It'll happen. If you like those, I've it'll happen. I've worn the hell
3: out of these. I need to get some new
1: ones. <laughs> yeah, someone came up <laughs> yes, with the name
2: have. wrong <laughs> shoe theory. And basically, you choose an outfit and then just pair it with like the worst possible shoes. That's yeah. the, the bad
3: shoe theory? Yeah, yeah. which, which okay.
2: guys have been getting away with for a while. Uh, somehow suits and sneakers became a thing a while back. What's but- the
1: brand? There's the couple popular brands of the sneakers that they, they put the white soles on them and make them look like they're kind of dress shoes, but they're Chris still is sneakers. If you pair those, so they're kind of cool. Balance. Yeah,
3: they look nice. There's a few brands
2: that do them. Sketchers, maybe. Here's uh, content creator Toybe Hayes explaining it on her TikTok.
1: The wrong shoe theory is something that I gravitate towards in almost all of my outfits. And it's so great that someone found a way to put it into words. The idea is that when styling an outfit, there's always a shoe that feels like the correct choice. Like, for example, with a sundress, you might expect it to go with like a dainty sandal. But subverting that expectation and going with a shoe that's seemingly in a different genre adds so much interest to an outfit. And it makes it so much more dynamic and intentional. That's true. That's it's what we're so going much going more right? dynamic. I want to be more dynamic and intentional. I love. I love wearing something kind of dressy with sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I had sneakers on last night. Now it's widely accepted. Now what do you know? Yeah. Yeah, a
2: flowery Amish-looking outfit. I want to see you dressed in a flowery Amish-looking outfit with black combat
1: boots with my Doc Martins. Yeah.
2: Possibilities are endless. Hmm. Anyway. Check out our Facebook Live video and see exactly what Jen is wearing
0: today.